Attention, listener, I have an assignment for you. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to engage with the real nerds, a.k.a. the best podcast on the internet. You can listen to their episodes on their website, realnerdspodcast.com, and you can also listen to them on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and iTunes. Follow their social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This message will self-destruct never. I'm Andre Gower. And I'm Ryan Lambert. And you're listening to Real Nerds Podcast. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast at Denver Pop Culture Con 2020 Thanksgiving edition. I am Ryan. With me is Brad and Zach, and we have a special guest today joining us all the way from Canada. Steve, introduce yourself to everybody. Hello, my name is Steve Cassan. I am from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and home of the reigning world NBA champions, the Toronto Raptors. Hopefully the season doesn't <laughs> So it's still the chance. But yeah, I am, am here. And I am uh, excited to talk about one of the best Arnold movies. One of the best uh, movies that kind of like breaks down the entire film industry and also action films, Last Action Hero. Oh, man. I can't ask for a better introduction than that. Yeah. Every, Look at uh, that. Right? Yeah. I love your shirt, too. We got some Batman, Superman going on. That's right. I, I refuse to call it Batman v Superman. I call it Batman Superman. So nope. <laughs> that's, that's my way. weird thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking um, of introductions, Henry's here, Ryan. I'm also here, by the way. Is he? <laughs> uh, I'm Henry. There you are. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me switch to gallery view. <laughs> oh, there you are. <laughs> Hi, nice to see you. So, I'm also here. From New York. So we have two East Coasters with us. And international flavor. Uh-oh. Man, we're just, we're just, yeah, just broadening our horizons. Um, before we get into uh, Last Action Hero, which is our retro film uh, of the week, Steve, why don't you tell us about yourself? You have quite the impressive IMDb page. Yeah, that, that, I have an IMDb page that shows that I'm an actor. So that's proof <laughs> right there. So I've been acting, I would say, uh, uh, plus uh, eight years uh, now. Uh, mostly in Toronto. I've done uh, a lot of indie productions and a lot of uh, union gigs. And um, one of some of my recent stuff uh, right now on Netflix, uh, I'm starring in the body horror uh, thriller called Life Changer, which is pretty, it's pretty cool. It's very uh, David Cronenberg uh, type of thing. It's also, also a Christmas movie, which uh, ties into this one. I'm also uh, in a couple of episodes for the Vice uh, docuseries called Dark Side of the Ring. It's a uh, series that looks at all the uh, majority of tragedies, but a lot of behind-the-scenes stories of wrestling with uh, World Wrestling Federation, WWE, uh, ECW, and the Independents, uh, NWA, uh, National Wrestling Alliance, all that stuff. It's a really cool series. Uh, the Rock endorses it, so that's one, so you should check that out. And also another uh, genre film called She Never Died, which is sort of like a follow-up sequel to He Never Died, the Henry Rollins film. That's on VOD right now, so everything's going to be on VOD. So you can uh, check me out on those uh, those stuff, and uh, yeah, the entire thing's industry's on hiatus. So until it comes back, uh, that's it so, so far. I don't know what else is coming out. Uh, they'll tell me. No that's awesome. You know, I always said I'm a big fan of uh, the WWF um, mm. up to about 2003. Right. But I always said that the behind the scenes is also really fascinating. Because it's, there's so many personalities that clash. Mm-hmm. There's um, the, the good thing about the series is that uh, you do get, well, there's two seasons. Uh, season one, you learn about Macho Man and Elizabeth. You learn about Bruiser Brody. If there's, um, there's a big name in, in the wrestling community, but also you learn about more about the Montreal Screwjob with Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. But this, uh, this season, we've tackled some more individuals. The, our season opener was Chris Benoit. That's a two-parter. That's mm. what also with Eddie Guerrero. And there's a lot. That's a very heavy, heavy episode. That's uh, heavy, heavy. 
but we also to <clears throat> there's also an episode about Jimmy Snuka and about his uh, his murder case mm-hmm. and uh, that's another thing and one of the most recent ones was about Dino Bravo if you remember him he was with mm-hmm. Jimmy Hart back in the day he also teamed up with Andre the Giant to go against Hogan and everything as such but uh, an interesting story about him is that Dino Bravo he's also a Canadian wrestler from Quebec and is uh, after his WWE run was done well can't really get a job uh, anything else but you can get a job as a mob enforcer and he became one for the Montreal mob and wow. the thing is, and uh, in that story, uh, no spoilers here, but he dies, and uh, they don't know if it's a mob hit or something else, and it's an ongoing case. The the end of the episode is a tip line, because the case is still open. So there's stories like that. And the last episode was about Herb Abrams. is a is wow. uh, a uh, a passionate guy from the late '80s that tried to go against Vince in '89 and '90, and it's practically Scarface come to life, man. It's, hmm. uh, it's, it's crazy. But uh, you learn a lot of cool stuff. But the one thing is that if you're a wrestling fan, if you're not a wrestling fan, it's still a journalistic television series. And you learn a lot. You learn that they're not just wrestlers. It's the people. And they're crazy stories. So. Yeah, you know, that's what I always thought, too, about wrestling. I, I, the, the Montreal Screwjob alone, it, uh, one of my most favorite Blu-rays I actually have is it's uh, Brett Michaels and uh, I mean Brett Hart and Shawn Michaels sitting yeah. down and talking to each other about how they yeah. became friends, and then how you know Shawn was dependent on alcohol and drugs, and he started slipping away, and yeah. Brett tried to stay with the WWE, but he couldn't because they weren't offering him enough. It's the most crazy thing you've ever seen, mm-hmm. and um, man, I have to check that out because I am fascinated with behind the scenes of wrestling. Um, Beyond the Mat is one of my most favorite documentaries because uh, yeah. it really explores that that you maybe not aware of. That's the yeah, that's the truth too. Is that like everything you see in on camera is fun? I think Jesse Ventura said that uh, you know wrestling's like politicians. Like every everyone's going against each other like in front of the cameras, but behind behind the curtains, everyone's friends and there's a lot of backstabbing and everything behind the curtains. And and now that I would say like in the mid '90s when things started to shift. When he got with WCW with Nitro and then ECW started spurging, like when they got popular and you certain and Vince became more of an take on that role of saying, yeah, this is my company and I'm not an announcer. I'm I run the WWF and so you start to learn all these secrets and all these ideas, like all these things about what happens go what happens backstage, and that's that from then has really taken over. Like that's. That's kind of like the main story. And even now, it's like you go on online on Twitter. It's like, oh, who's going on who? Who's going to AEW? And who's going to be uh, still at WWE? And what's happening here? Oh, the WWE let go of all these guys. Is uh, Zack Ryder going to AEW? It's like, no. And then blah, blah, blah. And all this other stuff. So behind the scenes, like well, like with film, everything behind the scenes is more interesting <laughs> than the actual film. <laughs> so. What's your favorite part about making films? Is it a producer or is it an actor? Uh, this, this sounds cliche. It sounds really corny, but for me, uh, I think with all actors is that I'm, um, well, for me personally, I would say I'm living, I'm living lives that I don't get to live, uh, cause my life is boring, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, but it's exciting when I'm playing a role, when I'm playing a character, for instance, uh, on Amazon prime, um, there's this time travel series where I play the lead and my character gets a time travel. Okay. How do I figure this out? And that's the one thing about actors is right. Or even when you're acting, if you want it to be good, at least you got to make it good by making it real. And how do you make it real by you believing it? It's real. Okay. So I just uh, told myself, okay, if I'm going to be a time traveler, how would that be like? And everything as such. So I got to believe that I can time travel and that's a life that I'm, that I'm living for that series. Same thing with life changers that I'm living a life of a of someone in this. I play a detective in that story, but I'm living this this in this world, and there's this this creature out there who changes life forms and everything as such, and all these other things. So for me, it's about living lives. Like I I can't uh, do any uh, Grand Theft Auto shit in real life, but I can do it on, <laughs> on the camera. So. That's the thing. Living lives as an actor, and that's the biggest plus for me. 
That's cool. And what made you get into the film industry? Because you said for eight years. So yeah. did a turning point happen in your life to make you want to be yeah, an actor? Actually, actually, I always wanted to be in film and or create and write stories and such. At first, I wanted to be a screenwriter and everything behind the scenes and all that. And I first, when uh, it, this relates to Arnold, uh, my favorite film of all time is Conan the Barbarian. Because when I saw that as a kid, like, I, yeah, I saw films and all that other shit. But when I saw a film like this movie, it piqued my interest into saying, like, like wow, there's a movie like this? That <laughs> it's, 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 uh, like it's based on a comic, but it's, like, it's bloody, it's, it's epic, it's everything like that. Like, this is all the stuff I like, right? And that made me say, like, okay, if this film exists, then I can, I can do this as well. Like, I can get into this industry and tell this type of story. And then I always, always written, but in terms of acting is that what really pushed me is that I would say in mid 2000s, I lost, uh, lost my job and cause there were entire layoffs of the company. And that's when I said, okay, if I really want to get into this, we'll really pursue it. Like now's the time. And I got onto sets um, via being a, a background actor just because I wanted to meet people and everything. And then just caught, caught the acting bug. And after that, just go take two classes, got onto more sets. Uh, one of the first sets uh, I got onto was, uh, as a background actor, was one day on Dawn of the Dead because it was shooting in a suburb next to Toronto. And that was, this was before nobody knew who Zach was and everything. Like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if I knew that back then, it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> then, then the other big one was Total Recall because that film, they were Colin Farrell. I still haven't seen that movie, so I don't know how that is. <laughs> you don't want to watch it just to see you in the background? <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, I, asked for, uh, I did like uh, around eight, eight, no, nine days on that. And uh, I asked, like, hey, can you see me? It's like, no, you can't see me. It's like, oh, no. no. <laughs> Then, uh, yeah, but then just getting onto those sets and meeting people and also getting into the scene here in Toronto and everything and driving out to other provinces or like slash states in Canada and everything like that. Just driving and getting out and getting myself out there to where I have uh, on my MDB is like over 150 credits or something like that. And yeah, so, you have like 180, <laughs> I think, last time I saw. So, oh, shit. Any <laughs> <But, laughs> trail but, but, run for his money. <laughs> I, I know, like, watch out. But. <laughs> But that's the thing, like, just keep on going at it. And now that it's a small little hiatus, little, that still doesn't stop. I'm still, there's still ways to make stuff and make content, even through what we have here. So yeah. just keep, just keep on going at it. Anything you can do, anything I can do creatively and flex my acting muscle. Yeah, just, just do that. That's awesome. But Conan, Conan the Barbarian was the one. <laughs> that I, yeah. every. All the time on my birthday, I always watch it as a reminder. It's like, okay, this is, this is why I want to get into it. That's funny. You know, most movie fans, I think, have a moment in their life where they remember their favorite film. You know, it's, it's a turning point for everybody. M mine is Army of Darkness. And I remember being at Kmart and look, picking up the, the video cassette. I'm old. Picking up the video cassette and going, <laughs> man, that, that cover is so cool. And it stuck right? with me forever. Do you have a the VHS cover where it's like it's uh, it's not a regular cover, but you open it? Yeah, it's it's gold. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah it's, I have that. I have that too. Nice. It's because it looks right? like Conan, our the barbarian. It's like yeah. he's all ripped and holding his hands up with the sword. Yeah, it's yeah. got the chain, got the chainsaw yeah. up here, and it got the girl down here, and then yeah. in the back of the Chevy and everything. Yeah, it's awesome. So so badass, yeah. See, see, I I knew I knew we we're on the same page when you mentioned how much you love Last Action Hero. See, because oh my gosh. Dude. So um, this week on Real Nerds Podcast, because the movie theaters are closed, we've been doing a lot of retro reviews, and we've made it our mission for a special edition of Last Action Hero to come out on 4K. The greatest campaign one could ever hope to create. Yes. I, I, I mean, it. people are raising money for nurses. We're trying to raise awareness <laughs> for the, the ultimate 4K edition of Last Action Hero. But um, which is really cool is you reached out to us because you said how much this movie is how much you like this film and you're a huge Schwarzenegger fan. And you mentioned yes. Conan the Barbarian. Um, <laughs> is that the first, that, so that's the first, is that the first Schwarzenegger film you saw or is that the first one you remember making a difference? I, th I think um, the first one I saw, I believe was Commando because uh, when I was a kid, 
uh, we used to live in, um, my dad, um, when I, the first time I remember watching movies and such was that my dad got a job in Dubai and all our family was there and everything. I just lived there for a bit. I lived in Dubai and also in uh, London. But my f earliest memory of watching movies was in Dubai. And the thing is that over there, they love these uh, of the action movies, right? So the first one I saw of Schwarzenegger was, was Commando. And that was in line with Rambo and all the action movies and everything. But when I saw Commando, like that was the first one with Arnold. Now, what got me when I started to mature and everything and start to learn who Arnold is and everything like that, that's when I became a fan because I can relate to him in a bit like immigrant coming over here stateside, you know, making a name for himself, using what he has, which is his body building his body and with his accent, his long name and everything, at least like the guy's the king. Like, no matter what, you can't, he may have his faults, he may not like his politics or whatever, or blah, 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 like back then, or you may say he's a womanizer or whatever, who cares? Like, the point is, is that if you look at what he's done, that's inspiring. And that, to me, he, he became my idol. Now, so already a Schwarzenegger fan, like, but that's for life in terms of like my life goals and how I want to progress in life, but progressing movie wise, it was Conan because when I saw, when I saw Conan, again, when I said it, it speaks to what my interests are. If like fantasy films, having like these great big epic, epic movies like Lawrence of Arabia, like uh, Ben-Hur, uh, Ten Commandments. I'll, I like those type of films because they're not to use, overuse the word epic, but because those are timely in a way. And when I saw Conan and the thing about that, yes, yeah, based on a comic book, it's a fantasy, but the production, the production of it is that the production design is that they wanted to make it feel real that you were watching you you step into a real world, like Hyberia is a real world to it, and it's sort of like with Lord of the Rings, like you saw you see all these relics and everything in Fellowship, right? Like you were, we're stepping into a world that's that feels tangible, that feel you can yeah. feel it, you can touch it, and that's what that's what Conan the Barbarian is. So all these elements come together. It's like it's really spoke to me. It's like, like, wow, I, like a, a film like this exists. So then I said to myself, well, if someone did this, well, I can do the same thing. And that, that pushed me forward. That's awesome. And, you know, uh, we'll segue now into Last Action Hero. A great classic comes to the screen. <laughs> Take thy hand, fair prince. Who said I'm fair? To be or not to be? Not to be. Columbia Pictures is proud to present the screen's greatest action hero, Jack Slater. Slater, you hear me? This is the lieutenant governor. Slater, here's what I... Do. The governor gets you, call me. And Danny Madigan is his biggest fan. <laughs> Jack Slater 4. But tonight, a magic ticket... It's a passport to another world. ...will get Danny closer to the action... <laughs> ...than anyone ever dreamed. And you're going with him. Who is this twerk? And where is that smile on his face? I don't even know this kid. To a world that's bigger than life. This ticket is magic, and it really works. And better than real. You really believe that you're inside a movie, don't you? Yes! The bad guys are in there. I've seen it on screen. Could I speak to the drug dealer of the house, please? Have a nice day. Have him killed. This summer, it's head-on thrills. I have killed people smarter and younger than you. Head-first excitement. I hate the minute it happens. He's got the ticket! Now I possess power. Real power. He's going over to my world! In this world, the bad guys can win! The door must still be open, come on! If I go, 
How do I get back? And it's coming at you from both sides of the screen. Where am I now? This isn't the movies anymore, Jack. Please be careful. Things were different here. Damn it, it hurt. Arnold Schwarzenegger is Jack Slater. No! This hero stuff has its limits. And Jack Slater is... Everybody down! The last action hero. The big ticket for 93. I'll be back. Ha! You did not gonna say that, did you? That's what you always say. I do? I, I've, I've been a champion of this film for a really long time because... And, and Schwarzenegger's role in the film because he's such a great actor in this movie that he's playing himself, playing a character playing the action hero that he is all yep. in one. And it's, um, you know, I was watching it with Brad the, the last, a couple nights ago and just uh, his performance alone. And we we've talked that this movie is so far ahead of its time mm-hmm. that it's, it's winking at you while it's playing a smart screenplay. And I, I don't know if this movie's ever been touched since then in, in terms of, meta towards the audience i i think i see stuff on like you see stuff on, i see stuff on twitter when people mention my last action hero but like a, as an actual dissection of the film like i don't i think it, it doesn't really get brought up because as you said like this movie is really ahead of its time and how it deconstructs let's look at arnold and how he really deconstructs himself as not only a person but a megastar now, this is back, we got to think like, this is back in the 90s where any megastars or any big stars back there would even think about like deconstructing themselves. Now it's like every day. Mm-hmm. You see like all the Avengers cast and everything, the moment they get a chance to make fun of themselves, that's great. Because that adds more to their profile. But this is like Arnold back then, like he was in on the joke. That's the best part about it. Yeah. And as you said, like him as an actor in this when Arnold steps into the real world and really sees himself, like he sees Arnold, or when Jack Slater sees Arnold Schwarzenegger, and then he asks all these questions to Danny, he's like, this is, like, what am I? Like, what am, like my life doesn't exist. And these are little subtle, like, moments of acting where, yeah, you get the caricature of Arnold, and I'm not, I'm, I won't be the first to say he's a great actor or anything like that, but he does have his moments. And with the right people too, especially with like James Cameron and John McTiernan. And in here, you see those moments where when he comes into our world and it really hits him. And he sees that as Jack Slater. And then when he has a face-to-face with Arnold and says, you brought me a lot of pain. Like that's in a way, like that's Arnold talking about himself, right? Like, and uh, we see it like nowadays with, with big movie stars and all the pressure of like, the public and the press and everything as such and this is like a small little a small little hint of what's to come for future stars i would say i agree you know and you brought up a really great point this movie opens with uh schwarzenegger playing jack slater yeah and right away you you're either in this movie or you're not because it's him walking across the cars they get the close-up of his boots which i read is very he's very particular about throughout the whole uh, when they're starting to make the film. But then, you know, it's, uh, you want to be a farmer, here's a couple of acres, and he kicks the dude in the nuts and he goes flying. Um, right away, you have to be sucked into this world. Yeah. And what's brilliant about this movie, and you brought it up when he comes into the real world, is they, they, the film breaks at the climax of Jack Slater 3. And later yeah. in the film, you learn that he failed and that his son was killed by uh, by the strangler when he's falling over the edge you know and also um, by his own arrogance of exactly like how he tries to defeat the the, the ripper so the, the ripper thank you and that that plays into it when he comes into the real world and he realizes all this pain that he's had for losing his son because it's mm-hmm. jack slater 4 doesn't exist it's everything you have is irrelevant and also jack slater is such a tragic character as well like when uh, when he gets fired right or when he gets suspended from uh, and he goes to his to his apartment basically and he has he, he yeah he kills a ninja 
and everything. <laughs> and then he he just uh, he he asked Danny, he's like, all these things start happening to me, and I keep surviving. Like, why is that? Why am I why am I surviving here? And then he's like, oh no, you gotta keep the revenue up. You need the sequel money and everything like that. Like, you need uh, you gotta do all of this and and really like if you think about like Jack Slater as a character, he, like hearing all of this is like, then what am I like? My life doesn't exist except for revenue. And that's that's pretty that's tragic, right? No, it is. It's you know, it, it plays throughout the whole film because, you know, he refuses to believe he he thinks he's yeah. real when Danny is first in there and mm-hmm. he doesn't understand why uh you're right, you brought up that he doesn't understand why he keeps on surviving stuff mm-hmm. because his arrogance is stripped away like a peels of an onion. Yeah. You know, because Danny's telling him, he says this, you survive because you're Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he does. He, he has no re- idea who that is. They reference Stallone is in Terminator Two, and <laughs> it's his greatest know, performance. <laughs> yeah, yeah it is. Yes. It really is, and it, it is interesting because when you read the making of this movie, they had something like twelve screenwriters. You know, it was a disaster from the beginning, and um, but you watch it and you realize you're watching someone make comments about themselves while they're a fictional character in a movie. And it, to me, it, when I was younger, I didn't get it. I liked it because it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. And as you get older, you go, holy cow, this movie is deeper than a lot of films that claim to be deep. It's, it's brilliant, right? Like, I think yeah. that's the thing is that when I saw this as a kid, like first, like I'm sure everybody, we saw Jurassic Park first. And then yeah. when we couldn't get in to see Jurassic Park, we went to see Last Action Hero or something like that. I know that was the case with me. Yep. Because, yeah, because it was Arnold Schwarzenegger, big action movie, and also a PG movie that I can go see. Like, this is great. So then, actually, when I go watch it, like, stunts, I, I didn't get it at all. But now, when I'm maturing and when I'm my age now, when I rewatch it, like, not, you do get it. You do understand not only, yeah, you do understand Jack Slater's character, all the messages the movie's making, and also. If you parallel it to now, like we're in a, we have reemerged in a, in an age of uh, remakes, reboots, sequels, and franchises. Like there's everything that this movie's talking about back in '93. It's it's all happening again now. Although there is some self-aware to it, but it is all happening. Yeah, all about it, like yeah, known properties and everything like that. Yeah, because they're even the movie is building up a premiere of Jack Slater Four, where it's yeah. larger than life. And you know, back then they couldn't believe that Sony would go to the lengths to promote Last Action Hero. And now you go, you don't even see a movie without the tie-in toys, um, you know, the huge billboards, and and Brad see, and I were yeah, yeah, and Brad and I were commenting when we yesterday or a couple days ago when we were watching it that the stunts in it, you know, you don't see the stunts of the cars him walking across cars or getting hit by cars as much anymore. It's all CGI. And um, that one shot where uh, later in the movie after uh, Jack Slater crosses into the real world and the taxi cab, like Danny gets out and it's a single shot of him, get, like the kid getting out of the car and then the car takes off and it stays on this one shot until it collides with the opposing car in the alley. Um, that's just, you know, not CGI. That's a pretty sort of dangerous uh, to have the kid like off the side there doing that. Um, and you can see the cables <laughs> for the card in case there's like they need to pull it back for some reason. But it's it's yeah, so, something like that would just be CGI today. Mm-hmm. And it's um, you know it's and even the E. e. McKellen shows up his death and he has kind <laughs> yeah. of a, an existential purpose and um, it, it's just I, I think. I, I try to pinpoint where this film went wrong when it was released. I mean, it still made $80 million. So you're like, is it, you know, how big of a flop could it possibly be? Um, but to but an I, Arnold movie, that's kind of, that's kind of low, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he just came off Terminator 2. Yeah. And so um, I think it was a good choice for him to do this movie next because it's more lighthearted, but then it also adds layers to who he was because even in Terminator 2, which I think is a great film, it even has that moment where, you know, the Terminator comes up after they defeat the T-1000 and he says, I need a vacation where yeah. it's, it has parts of last action hero in it. And I was telling, um, I tell my friends that there's a art to delivering one liners that Schwarzenegger has that not very many people can match. 
And that's why I'm not a big Vin Diesel fan because I think he's not good at it. He he lacks he lacks a charisma of a Schwarzenegger. I I think yeah, you make a point. Like the thing is that like every time you hear about actors talk about Arnold or even other directors, producers is that they always say like Arnold's a really funny guy, and he's really smart. Like even though he doesn't show it off as much, but he's a even like prior to like his film roles or anything as such, but he's where he's really aware of everything. And mm-hmm. I think that's why it works with last action hero. That's why he was comfortable in making fun of himself because he's aware of the joke. It's better. He's smart enough to know that to get in on the joke, it's better than waiting to be on on the joke. So as soon as you can get on top of it first, it's kind of, uh, you always, you're ahead of the game. Like, uh, the best example I can give is, uh, well, I can give is Drake in a way in that if you really follow Drake and such is that he's aware of how corny he is. He doesn't need others to tell you how corny he is. And when he gets, when he realizes there's a, a meme or a movement or anything like that, he's quick to capitalize on it because then you can't go that, you can't use that against him. So in a way, like that's a great example of like Arnold's understanding. Yeah, I know I have the accent. I got the muscles. I have. I'm this bigger than life, like cartoon character, right? Like I cannot be like brought down. Like at his peak, you cannot bring it down. Let's look at Total Recall. Like that film is a quintessential Arnold movie. It's so big. It's so gigantic. Like and is that you have? That's a movie that has to fit to Arnold's character, and that's almost like with Last Action Heroes that you gotta go extreme. Because you gotta fit to Arnold's persona. His biggest, one of his biggest challenges uh, in movie-wise is the Predator. Okay, how do you get, how do you get a foe to go against Arnold? Well, you get like an eight-foot guy, eight-foot alien, to go against Arnold because he was that's the peak. He was that big, and is that he knows all of this and he's aware of the joke. So as long as I'm a step ahead with the joke, you can't use it against me. And I think you're 100% right, Steve. You know, I, 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 you know, what you just said there was so smart because I think um, he is so far ahead of where people expect him to be. Not only Last Action Hero, but um, you, you, Predator is my favorite Schwarzenegger film, and I, I think it's because you're right. You, you know, the opening of Predator is him in these commandos, and they can't be beat, and they're just mowing people down. Well, what happens when they're systematically wiped out by someone who's smarter and stronger than they are? Yeah. And how does he defeat that enemy? And I, yeah. I, I love that parallel. As you go through uh, Schwarzenegger's filmography, he does touch on all of those, whether it's, um, you know, political stuff. And even in Red Heat, where it's political, you yeah. still get the Schwarzenegger moments. And his later stuff, I mean, Aftermath and Maggie, I think he's amazing in. And that's, yes. that's yeah. him relying, because he knows he can't be the muscle guy anymore. No, that's yeah. him relying on his acting ability and his vulnerability, which not too many actors in his era continue. I think him and Stallone are really the only ones I can pinpoint that still yeah. continue that. Yeah. But I, th- I think of what like Arnold, Arnold in a way has an edge on Stallone. As you mentioned uh, with his vulnerability as like with his fragility, I would say, because mm-hmm. I just saw the last Rambo and Stallone, even at his age, is still kicking ass. Right. It's like like a he gets beat, movie. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He gets beat up, but he's still he's still whooping ass. He's 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 un, unstoppable. I I but, feel like I feel like Schwarzenegger's more willing to be vulnerable than Stallone at times. Yeah. Like he's more willing to put himself in that dirt. And I don't mm-hmm. like. And I don't know what Stallone's mentality is on it, but Schwarzenegger seems a little bit more willing to take risks at times. I would say now, like as I mentioned, Maggie, Aftermath, even The Last Stand, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, one of my favorites is uh, Sabotage. Oh, yeah. uh, that's a, uh, that to me is a very underrated Arnold film because now you, you get almost like a grizzled and really very anti-hero Arnold, almost like he's still a badass, but it's a different departure. It's a different type of badass where you really don't like the guy in a, in a way, right? It's like yeah. if, if you look at his character in Sabotage and say uh, in Raw Deal or something like that, there's still, still a badass, but you kind of like this character in Raw Deal because he has a charm and everything. And Sabotage, you you can He's an asshole. Yep. And all the characters are assholes, but they're gritty and grimy. And 
and I think that was a good departure for Arnold. I I, I kind of like would like to see him do more roles like that, like what he can do. I yeah. I, I agree. Um, you know, we do have some. Brad, help refresh me. When we were watching Last Action Hero, we had some rules we we're a little like uh, mystified on. So, is the Jack Slater in that film reel the only one who's affected? Or is every Jack Slater and Jack Slater 4 affected when people go watch it? Brad and I thought it'd be only the one that's in that film reel experienced, uh, you know, Danny and being sucked into the real world. Yeah, because hypothetically, other theaters have the Jack Slater 4 print, and so they're screening it before it's released too. So I'd argue it's the ticket logic, wherever the yeah. ticket is. Because the ticket, that's what I believe too. Yeah, yeah, what's what? That's what's dictating the the magic transference of the usher. So, so it's just that real. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes sense because it's basically a copy. It's just one of the things I was because I've seen the movie. I don't know, hundred times. Oh, <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to deconstruct uh, some of the elements to it. It makes you know, perfect. It makes perfect sense to guess that though, because he because um uh uh when the when when our main when our lead bad guy goes into the other films. Like you'd think he's, you know, populating other things. Like it would make sense. Like, well, maybe he's affected every other reel and stuff. So it's not, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Um, but it yeah. seems like the logic is directly related towards where the ticket is at any given point. You know, and Brad, uh, I brought up too that Benedict is the number two in the film, but he, throughout the film, he slowly transitions into the the number one bad guy. He's a lackey that becomes self aware. <laughs> I know, and yeah. that's and that's why that film's smart too because. Um, Schwarzenegger's Jack Slater doesn't catch on as fast as Benedict does. Benedict yeah. buys this magic ticket immediately and immediately hatches a plan. When he sh- when he shoots his boss, it's <laughs> it's just one of the most. It's it's amazing how dark it is while being extremely hilarious at the same time, and it is a pretty remarkable feat that that scene accomplishes. And. It's, just, just him discovering. Oh, there's another dimension out there. Like it's a great performance. Benedict's a Benedict's a wonderful villain. It's a piece of cake, not a piece of pie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, speaking of real logic, uh, the other question I had was when Benedict starts pulling people out of movies. So in the diner, he has that reel of whatever the Ripper was in, right? Mm-hmm. You have to screen the reel with the ticket for someone to come out. So like, what theaters screen the reel? Did he go back to the Pandora? I think it is in the movie that or they maybe came he just out of. Holds the reel up to light, and then he can see the Ripper and <laughs> he holds it up. That's a deleted scene I want because that would be a cool visual effect. <laughs> yeah, this is something I was wondering. Like, how how does he actually, you know, like if a VH, like would it, would the ticket also work on a VHS? Like, if he'd gone Ooh. to the Blockbuster, I don't know. he got oh, yeah, like Jack yeah. Slater three. I think so. I mean. There's so much you can explore with this. And Brad and I were talking too that right now would be a perfect time for Schwarzenegger to do not a sequel to Last Action Hero, but do a Jack Slater movie. I think it'd be so much fun to see him actually be Jack Slater. That'd be meta on a whole new level. Use some Netflix (laughs) de-aging technology. (laughs) A Toyota commercial. Yeah. I don't, I I think now would be, now would be like a good time if you, if, okay, let's just say, all the stars aligned and everything. And wow. let's just say that, okay, let's, let's see how a, a new a last action hero now would occur because you see all these like old stars coming back to their former roles and everything. Mm-hmm. How would that play out? Let's say, okay, Danny goes to, he's like one of the few small little cult fans of Jack Slater. It's like, oh, we got a new Jack Slater coming out. Arnold's coming back and everything. <laughs> and everything happens, right? That, that kind of plays with like how things are now, like all these, because of a brand awareness, right? Like even like what you're wearing right now, Mortal Kombat, there, there's a new, um, uh, there's a new film coming out and there's all the recent uh, Scorpion, because it's all brand awareness thing, right? That's the main thing. So we got the Jack Slater brand. It was popular back in the day. Okay, let's bring it back now and see how it works out. And you do have like a rabid fan, all these rabid fans and maybe online and everything. So it could be interesting to see also play like the more satire and more conversation about like, do these brands actually matter? And what is the shelf life of these brands? Like, like Jack Slater, it had, let's go to Jurassic Park. Dinosaurs had their, <laughs> their time, right? And all some of these brands, they had their time back then. 
like you can revive it now and you can get a small little surge and everything, but should they last? Like, should they be brought back or what brands stand the test of time and what brands don't? And also with Jack Slater, even him coming back, it's like, why am I going through all these adventures again? Like, why can't I, why can't I just rest? Why can't I just be done with it? So yeah. there are some, there's some really interesting questions that you can, you can ask if there was a last action hero now playing to, to our rebranding age, I would say. You know, I was even thinking while you're giving those, those great ideas, you can make it like a Wes Craven's new nightmare. You could yeah. call it like Arnold Schwarzenegger's new Jack Slater. And <laughs> what I was about to say is like the, the obvious satire is a reboot, like Jack Slater dealing with being replaced. Yeah. You could also do something where it's like it's being rebooted, but it's the dark, edgy reboot. (laughs) Why is my life even more miserable? (laughs) (laughs) Could even handle the idea of like properties exchanging studios, and like for all the things that that first film does address, that end up becoming extremely relevant to what we deal with today. There's a lot of stuff that even it couldn't have predicted that you can now address within that. Um, It it would be primed to be re-examined. It's another reason why the campaign for the 4k release is essential because it's a movie that is essentially catered to what we experience as a like everybody's self-aware these days it's not it's it's not it's not a fad like it was maybe in the early 90s up till maybe scream comes out before it really blows up um financially and critically i guess so like it would just be fascinating to see like them give that treatment and even examine it further um like we're doing right now (laughs) yeah um Favorite moments from uh, Last Action Hero? I'll go first. Uh, my favorite moment is uh, do- towards the beginning when Danny gets sucked in and um, he's driving around with Jack and he says, uh, the bad guys are in there. And, uh, <laughs> and Schwarzenegger goes off on him that says, all I have to do is drive around the neighborhood and point and the bad guys are in there. And then the follow-up when he they meet Benedict for the first time. Um, and this is where Schwarzenegger is so much uh, such a great actor is he believes that it's bullshit but he still plays it. Um, but, you know, when he says, it's a beautiful day out, we're out killing drug dealers. Are there any inside? <laughs> and uh, he leaves and, the you know, Bendix snaps his fingers and the dogs make a pyramid. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just so bizarre. But um, at the end of the exchange, it um, he's, he threatens Jack Slater and he pulls out a cigar and he says, why are we wasting my time with a square like you? when I could be doing something more dangerous, like rearranging my sock drawer. And it just, I love uh, how he doesn't believe Danny, but all of a sudden he switches into the action hero of like, yeah. you don't, you don't fuck me. That's my, that's my favorite moment. Steve, what's your favorite moment from last action hero? Uh, I would say my favorite moment. Like, honestly, I love the opening of uh, the ending to Jack Slater three, like the whole thing, because it just plays on that, um, on those eighties, like action, uh, you got the Michael Kamen score. You got uh, you got the Christmas theme and everything, and just Jack Slater just comes in and everything like that. Like I like I every time I watch that, I want to see that movie. I wish there was yes. like I wish there was like they filmed the sections of it where on a special DVD, the special features you get to see like parts of Jack Slater three and all that. So that's that's honestly my favorite. My second favorite part is when they go to uh, uh, Leo DeFart's uh, funeral. <laughs> And the, and the whole sequence with the was it with the helicopter and mm-hmm. shooting into the the elevator that's a um, crazy stunt like that whole thing we mentioned that too yeah it's crazy yeah. that's action that's action movie making right there yeah and I mean you set off the fart by pulling his finger I mean <laughs> you you can't make this stuff up Brad yeah. do you have a favorite moment from Last Action Hero yeah I've been trying to think about it at first I was going to say again the opening um and its satirization of yeah all the '80s action tropes but. Uh, then immediately I jumped to, I kind of want to see the action movie version of Hamlet um, <laughs> yeah, in full. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the opening, I, I do like when he crushes the walkie talkie with his bare hand, like he would never need it again for the mission. <laughs> um, of course not. Then, gosh, there's something later I, I forgot. Oh, when he's in his apartment and he talks about how he has to deal with like someone trying to assassinate him like every day when he comes home. <laughs> like there's yeah. always a guy hiding in the closet and there's all these bullet holes like in the mirror. Because <laughs> it just and, it, and in the wall behind him, like in yeah. the closet, there's a bunch of bullet holes too. So yes, people yeah. are killed. Constantly. And then him and Danny keep talking and he just like the body's just laying on the floor in the wide shot. Like, <laughs> yeah. like he's not going to do anything about it. Yeah. It's just, just going to stay there. In your apartment. Yeah. Why not? So Zach. yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I have two. Um, I like, the, I, we've talked about how insane this movie can go and how far it pushes it. The whole whiskers element, the, that animated cat <laughs> by Danny DeVito, like that is just, talk about like, let's up the ante as much as we can. The fact that whiskers saves the day by getting the upper hand on uh, F. Murray Abraham, it, it's, it's, a, it's a nice moment. Um, See, but uh, I know, love You bring that moment. up, Zach. And what I love about it too is, you know, Slater and Decker arguing in Decker's office. Yeah. And, and the kid does a double take because there's a yeah, cartoon yeah, yeah. cat. And he says, I can prove this movie. A cartoon cat just walked into the police station and Schwarzenegger says, it'll do it again tomorrow. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's completely normal that there's a cartoon cat. Yeah. Oh, by the way, LAP. Also, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, I, I also like how like he, they say like, yeah, he had his month's suspension. That's all he needed. He's fine now. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, LAPD station looks way too clean, way too crisp. That's a, that's a wonderful <laughs> yeah, yeah. joke in it. But I also, I'm going to piggyback back off Brad with the Hamlet because I do like that that attempt to play on the expectation of when you're a kid in school trying to get interested in what they're giving you in the curriculum. But Joan Plowright plays the teacher. She was married to a Laurence Olivier. Yeah. And yeah. just her just begrudgingly mentioning Lawrence Olivier's latter day commercials. Just like, it's, it's such a joke. Like how is this joke in a Arnold Schwarzenegger? I'll be an action comedy, but action movie regardless. Like it's, it's just a wonderful moment of it. And it's um, definitely a moment for Zach. Yeah. And I just uh, like Benedict as a character too, because he just, he pushes he, he him and Arnold gives, like, this is one of Arnold's best performances, but he, them they both have a, a point of stretching the limits of their acting and their awareness as characters. Like it's a, it's yeah. a very astounding piece. So. You know, I was mentioning too, that in the Hamlet moment, it's shot so cool. Oh, you know, yeah. it has yeah. the hero shots. It has a swooping stuff, but how they just highlight some of the accents in it with like the flames or the gun flash. And when he throws a dude through the stained glass and the stained glass turns to color. I mean, that's stuff that is just cool. Hey, Claudius. (laughs) (laughs) Henry, you've been quiet. Do you have a favorite moment? Or do you even like Last Action Hero? I do. I watched it for the first time this morning. Uh, Really? Yeah, it was great. I I enjoyed it, yeah. Uh, It's one of those those things that, like, 80s and 90s movies are, like, my blind spot. And so it's like, you guys always be like, hey, this movie's amazing. I'm like, okay. And then (laughs) I watch it. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Uh, But, yeah, it's great. Uh, I'm not like a broken record or anything. My favorite part is also in the beginning, uh, during the Jack, uh, during the uh, third film section, and uh, my favorite part is because they do all like different stuff, like the breaking the walkie-talkie, the kicking in the mess, and that kind of stuff. And then the reveal, going back to like you either are in or you're out in the first like, ten yeah. minutes, where like in the reveal is the villain is just wielding a medieval axe to like yep. this, to these children. It's the most absurd thing. He dumps all his, you know, all of Jack Slayer dumps all his weapons. And he's like, is that it, sport? Yep, that about does it. And it's literally like 10 guns. And yeah. nine. It's so awesome. I uh, that, or or uh, the thing that Zach mentioned about when they go to the police station. And it's basically a hotel lobby. <laughs> it's, a, it's a police station, I would believe, that like also exists in Judge Dredd or yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, what else? You know, it's it's a movie Demolition where you have to go man. back and uh, oh, Demolition Man and pause because uh, Brad and I were pointing out, you know, when he puts in the tape of talking to his ex-wife, and if you look at the other names of the tapes that he puts on, it's like my twin <laughs> brother did it. Um, it's just it's brilliant. I, I want to be the prop master for uh, Last Action Hero. Oh, so that's the back. thing, yeah. There's, there's all these like little things like when you like really stop and really watch it over and over again. It's like you slowly like pick things out, right? And if you if you are if you know like almost like the history of the characters and everything, like F. Murray Abraham, right? Don't trust him. He killed Mozart. Like who would, yes. no, who would watch Amadeus? <laughs> and also with Lawrence Olivier and everything, and his and his ex-wife there, like and and all that such. Oh, speaking of which, I have that figure, the the Hamlet Jack Slater figure. Do you oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where do you where where do you get a Slater? Was I, that part of the toy line? Yeah, part of the last section of the toy line. Wait, uh, just give me like give me a sec. Cool. One second, one second. Let me just grab it. Really quickly, 
let's acknowledge Frank McRae as Lieutenant Decker. Oh yeah, he's it, awesome. The moment he just yells Slater, <laughs> like, <laughs> it is just brilliant the way they handle every trope in that film. It is, it's astonishing. It is. I, I, I am like, yeah. This, oh shit! Oh, wow. <laughs> Oh, oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, there it is. I Dude, looked oh up my on eBay. God. Does he he has a is that a rocket launcher he has? Uh he has a skull which you can throw. Yeah. Because uh, to be or not to be, not to be. <laughs> <laughs> and he got the utility belt with the grenade, a bunch of slugs, then he got the the sword, the dagger. Then over here, we have dynamite uh, tossing Jack Slater. <laughs> <laughs> we got Axwing, Ripper, and I got a. Oh, we got the Corvette, Slater's Corvette. So nice, nice. I got that this is... off um, uh, Amazon. Yeah, that is some, so uh, awesome. Like, it's from uh, Mattel, the Jack Slater action figures. Uh, my my favorite last action hero score I ever had is I was at a comic store and I got a box of the trading cards unopened for six dollars. Wow! Oh, and shit. It, it was just sitting in a case, and I knew I had to get it, and. Now I got to make a set and put it in a binder so it'll look really cool. I already, I, they said the box is only going to come with two holographic cards. I got four of them, so a sweet deal. Right. I'm yes. on eBay right now. If anyone wants that figure, uh, you can get it for twenty one seventy six. That's it. That's yeah. not bad. That's in in the box. Good. Yeah, that's they awesome. Have, they also have like figure stands with the poster like really? uh, engraved in it, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, I know there's a talking Jack Slater, but that one's kind of expensive. Yeah. Like, how expensive are we talking? Uh, I think on eBay, like $80. That's Jesus. pretty expensive. Yeah. But, I mean, if it's actual Schwarzenegger, though, see, that's the thing. Is it is it Schwarzenegger doing it, or is it a Schwarzenegger impersonator? Because mm. uh, in Mortal Kombat, the new one, they have the Terminator in it, and it's a really bad Schwarzenegger impersonator. Oh, that's on him, right? No. Oh. And so some, like... The, when he says "get over here," sounds really good. But uh, every fighter does an intro, and sometimes you go, "Whoa, not good, not, man, <laughs> not oh, good." Yeah. But his that's likeness like, is in it, but that's all right. So yeah, the but likeness they, it's, is cool. It's it's the T eight hundred from uh, yeah Dark Fate, right? Yeah. Yep. I mean, he, I mean, it's cool when you like eviscerate. I mean, he has an uh, exoskeleton or endoskeleton that <laughs> like it, so it's pretty sweet. That's another thing I'm trying to like find. Um, remember those like old uh, T2 toys where oh yeah you can make um you get the exoskeleton and but you can make uh, the rubber like human figure out yep. of it. The plate, yeah. So I'm trying so, to find that. Like I wonder if like the rubber for those like brittled and would fall apart because what is is it, or is it just normal rubber? I I've never seen it in the flesh. I I think it's just normal rubber. But, oh, so that worked well. But I ju I just want that playset. Just yeah. Just thing. Just to make these like <laughs> Terminators. Steve, Steve, we're on the same page here. I have action See? figures. I love it. See, man. Now we just need the the 4K of Last Action Hero. I know it. We, uh, Brad and I, because Brad's a designer um, by trade, uh, we were talking about how we'd make it look, and we thought it'd be cool if you could get a slip cover that said Jack Slater Four, and when you slip it up, it'd be Last Action Hero. Whoa. I I think that'd be a cool design. I mean, it'd be a really big in joke, but if <laughs> um, but if you were on board with it, like the movie, dude, I'd buy thirty of them and hand them out. Watch well, this if movie. It's, if it's like a collector's edition, I think we could get away with it. Like it's not. Oh be yeah. Like, so. Yeah. yeah I mean, well, what you do is you put one of those like flaps over it that says like "Last Action Hero" on the top or something. Yeah. Because I mean, we got to make money off this, guys. If we're gonna make this documentary and this Blu-ray, <laughs> it's not enough to demand that they do it. They also have to yeah. pay us. <laughs> totally. <laughs> exactly. I keep on tweeting Schwarzenegger every day, and he has not responded. So. Have we one tried day, tweeting at that kid? <laughs> oh, is also Brian. Is also Brian on Twitter? We can find him. Hey, I loved you in Prehysteria too. <laughs> Bring up Prehysteria, see how he, he does it. Um, anything else you want to say, Steve? Uh, do we miss anything? Uh, no, but um, I would say that if you're just listening to this and you haven't experienced Last Action Hero, like I would just really do, and. Um, and just in, enjoy the ride because it's really it's one of those movies where it's you always hear like it's it's a broken record where when it first came out it was dismissed like nobody everyone forgot about it and it's this big joke but when you actually watch it and uh, when you and years later it's found new life and you'll understand why that's that's kind of like the lasting power of this movie and when 
and it's just it's just incredible man and yeah that's, that's awesome um well thank you for reaching out to us um and giving us an hour of your time oh no, thank you for having me man thank no. you for like talking like slater oh anytime <laughs> um you have our twitter handle you're more than welcome to join us anytime um, oh, sure. <laughs> um but thank you for uh, joining us um brad henry zach anything else you want to say i mean i would just say that if you if you as steve said if you treated this movie as just like oh this is one of arnold's bombs like you really need to reverse that in your head and give this a shot i think this is a film that i saw initially and didn't think much of until you guys when i started recording with you guys more often you guys were talking it up so much that i went back to it and then just really got sucked into it so yeah i would i would definitely give this a shot if you haven't and yes please get us a 4k because the version <laughs> i streamed on amazon it needs it needs some work guys like it just in general i don't know how the blue blu-ray uh, looks but there, there's some scenes in the blu-ray that are have lots of digital noise lots of compression yeah and i know colors effect, are off yeah and the effect shots the, the effects shots and plates that they have in that film definitely need some form of touch-up that i'm sure you can do at sony's disposal so um so yeah or Criterion, come on, guys! Oh God! If, <laughs> Honestly, if, this should be on Criterion. If you really think about it, if you really like what we just talked about right now, yeah. this is like definitely a Criterion movie. Listen, if, if like, Armageddon is a Criterion movie, then so can this. So. You're right. <laughs> I should make a mock-up of the Criterion cover for oh. Last Action Hero, so we can start so tagging Criterion. You should, and then make it yeah. Jack Slater, though. Make it yeah. Jack Slater with like a bullet, like cutting the screen or the thing in half. That'd be awesome. Get to I mean, work. Listen, they uh, they came up with that whole Godzilla Criterion set, right? Exactly. Yeah. And like the first book, movie, yeah. yeah, the first movie is incredible. There's all these like the themes about um, post-war J- Japan and everything, nuclear holocaust, whatever. But everything else in it, like what Godzilla versus uh, Rodan and everything, like come on, what what are the themes in that and everything, right? Yep. But let's but let's look at like if you really, I'm like no no bullshit here, but uh, Last Action Hero. What we talked about, if you put that movie up with any big franchise movie today, like it speaks a lot. And this is back in '93. Hell, it's it's even speaking about the movie that that toppled it with Jurassic Park. Now Jurassic World. Like, think yeah. about it. Like all these like rebooted franchises and everything. That's what ja- that's what Last Action Hero like talked about. You're right. And you know what? If they don't make a 4K or a Criterion of this, that would be. A big mistake. <laughs> I, I just brought it all the way back around. Nice. There you go. That's Sorry what I did. The host. That's right. Um, Steve, thanks for joining us. Oh, we appreciate it. That was lots of fun. Um, international flavor today. Um, next week, I don't know what we're doing on Real Nerds Podcast, but um, stay tuned. <laughs> Quarantines are slowly being lifted. Are they lifting it in Toronto yet? Uh, slowly. We're kind of like going into stage one and allowing like certain uh, retail stores open curbside pickups and all that stuff and allowing people to go out a bit like we it can still work we just got to be smart about it that's yep as long as we know what we're doing then we'll be fine yep three of us are in colorado and colorado's in safer at home right now where you can do curbside pickups and some retails are opening i think in two weeks they're going to start doing uh restaurants at half capacity so so just stay at home watch last action hero Watch Conan the Barbarian, you know, just enjoy being at home like we are. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hey, Steve, thanks so much, man. I appreciate Dude, it. Thank you. Thank you, guys. That was, yeah, fun. That was fun. That was lots of fun. Awesome. And yeah. your passion is, I, I feel it. I love it. I love it. Hey, you know, like, that's the thing. Like, now, like, when you get discussions about, like movies like this, it brings about a new life, right? And who knows, right? Like you guys yeah. talking about this movie and it just small little thing just sparks it up, right? What, That's what we're hoping for. That's what we're hoping. Yeah. Just what is in, in the... uh, Lawrence of Arabia is like um, all big things have small beginnings or something like that. Yeah. When he's holding onto the small little flame and everything. Yep. Yes. So, 100% yeah. right. I want John McTiernan to give Ryan and Brad a hug after this whole campaign go. has been successful. Is he out of prison yet? Oh, that's right. Right, right, right. No. Just Arnold then. Just Arnold. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, I take it.
I take a hug from Arnold Schwarzenegger for sure. Ryan, come over here, buddy. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, you're wrapping me up in your muscular arms. <laughs> come with me and give me, I'll give you a ride to my tank. It'll be rather fun. <laughs> That'll be sick. That'll be oh, sick. yeah. That'd be awesome. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate yeah, it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Real Nerds Podcast. Real Nerds Podcast is a production of Nebulous Visions Multimedia. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill and Plan 9 Studios for our kick-ass theme song. Also, if you're in the Denver area and you're looking for a cool place to see movies, we see them at the Alamo Draft House in Littleton and now also in Sloan's Lake. Thank you to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics for supplying us with all our comic needs, especially you, Andrew. You know who you are. And a big shout-out to James's mom. I'm giving you an electronic hug that you can feel through the airwaves. Thanks for listening, and have a nice day.